Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. You're still your time without thinking twice. Stop the party, hide your shit. Believe this is the hell tonight. Whoa! What's up, fool podcast? What's up, fool podcast, man? With my co-host right here, Johnny Roque. Yeah, yeah, man. He's right here. <laughs> and Lisa's here, too. The bad hair day. Oh, my God. Rodrigo <laughs> is in Mexico getting married, getting fatter. <laughs> He's not getting married. <laughs> no, that was the secret. He's getting married, man. He just didn't want to invite no one. He wanted to do it secretly. Wedding. Do it cheap as hell. <laughs> He's eating fat, bro. Oh, my God. Oh. Didn't hear you. you hear me? This he, morning, he ate like a big bowl of pozole, dude. Like, I saw... For there was breakfast. A, yeah, there was a big... There's a woman there in Mexico. She was making this big pot, but it was boiling. It was sizzling. It was all beef with hominy. Oh. And they had cilantro and homemade <laughs> corn tortillas. With, oh, man. With the bone still in it? And Zacatecas. Oh. And that fool got on one of those... Um, those um those things what they call it that's they go zip line zip line what's up fool we have lydia popovich right here <laughs> hey guys normally people will come in later but we're gonna she's gonna just jump in whenever she can all right all right and then we're, gonna, we're gonna ask her questions about what was it like coming up as a comedian in the bay area oh okay Ooh, I where can they make, that. at the punchline bro where they make you hang out for a year bro before they give you a set 
Real Damn. talk. Could have bullshit his dad, dog. Real talk. Just shaking hands. I remember, man, when Just somebody nodding. said you, you had to do that. I was like, no way, man. You better go to the comedy store at least there. If you hang out out for for six months, somebody's gonna go. Hey, man, you want to go up? Yeah, throwing the belly room or something. Yes. Something. Dog. <laughs> I think that only works if you are a man, because I have been here for two years and no one has ever like tapped me on the shoulder at the comedy store and been like, "Hey, man, you've been around. You want to go up?" That hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> Skyler Stone, what's up? What's up over there? Skyler books like people with a lot of TV credits on his shows. It's Skyler and Sam Tripoli. They do. They book those comedy regulars at the comedy store, and they book. Where do they charge to get it? I don't know. I think it varies depending on the, the night. Interesting. What's yeah. your favorite room at the comedy store? Is it like the belly room or the main room or like the original room? The back where everybody smokes weed, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the new private that bar alley. they have. There. Yeah, that's I like the, the only video part, bar bro. Too. Yeah, the bar. The bar is good. You could be there smoking a fat ass backwood, bro, for Louis the <laughs> Thirteen. And you walk, you you see Bob Saget walk in after having a bad set, dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, not bad set, you know, but you know internally. Yeah. Because at that level, man, it, it doesn't look like he's bombing, but you know, uh, some comedians yeah. just know deep down inside, man. When you go back to the old shit, bro, damn. <laughs> I always think that's nice that when you see someone that's been doing it forever, and you have like, like you catch them in that one pensive moment where they are thinking about, shit, did I do good? I don't know. And then I'm like, okay. It's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. It's all right. It's all right oh, when you have no. those bad days. You're always judging yourself off your best Constantly. Set. Constantly. Also, also like that, um, that, that the little VIP private bar they got now? Yeah, oh. the little video room bar. I like yeah. that place it's a lot. It's a video room? No, so. Down there, like around the corner, like through the kitchen on the left? Yes. Yes. That's new. Yeah. Why do they call it video room? Oh, I don't know. It's screens it says stuff? video room on the door. I don't oh, know why. I never noticed that. I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually watched a video in there at yeah. all, but... The closest to a video is just Jimmy Schubert doing yeah. like little magic tricks, which is kind of like watching TV. Go watch us live, live on YouTube.com. I don't have chat. ATC. Right so right. I know you got the right watching us right now on Instagram. We got like 88, 88 um, subscribers right now. So just people we'll, we'll leave this phones. on for now till we get the YouTube you chat room going. <laughs> okay. With your little fingers. <laughs> you do it on your phone. No? No. No, no. No, 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 it's okay. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to that. I've been to that room once. Uh, what's the name? Uh, was George Perez? Ah, uh, the, uh, the the new the secret green room. Okay, people, we're gonna yeah, go sideways. It's a it's a cool little room though because it's just nice because a lot of people don't know it's there and they walk right past it or they just assume they shouldn't be in there and most people shouldn't. But it's a chill, quiet place when you are in the comedy store and there's people everywhere. I do love going in there and the bartenders in there are sweethearts, so you can go in there and get a little drink and hang out, put your feet up, enjoy yourself. It's good. That's probably why they call it the the what the video room. No yeah. one's going to that. Yeah, I don't know. There's lots of signs in the comedy store that don't say anything that they don't mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> just signs everywhere for sure. I, I've been through places in the comedy store where when I used to get when I used to party, but before they did all the all the before the changes started. Yeah. And I, and I used to wander off, man, and <laughs> and go up the hill, man. This because um, I read that book, that book on um. That's based on the on the show on on, the, on Showtime. Oh, I'm dying up here. I'm dying, I'm dying up here. I read the book, and there's there's um, when they were on strike, Mitzi had little places where she could watch to see who that what comedians are on strike, so she could ban them. So there was like secret little passages 
or tunnel where you could look at them. That place is like the Winchester Mystery House, though, for real. Like, there are so many doors that open into stairways that open into other places. (laughs) Like, when you think you have seen everything that the Comedy Store has to offer, there is definitely a dark alley you have never walked down. Like... Uh, like I, that I basement? Know. I've never been down I've that I've never basement. been to the basement. No, I'm good. I went down to the basement to do a podcast. I heard that's what they're doing now. They have like yeah. a studio down there now. That's yeah. what I heard too. That's like their new hot shit is come sit in the basement. Have you been to the ballet room? But the the next room next to the ballet room? The one behind the behind the room? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's stairs that, that those there used to be stairs that'll take you down. And around yeah. through yeah, those are clear the again. Kitchen. Yeah, you, those are still down that come come back around again now. I think that the, the, that little passage that little area was made for um for Mickey Cohen, the mobster. Yeah. So he could, for uh, celebrities or in any um High class people could slide in their side chicks without their wife knowing. Ah, um, while your wife's in the room. Yes. Oh, see, that's it was that's like, crazy. Those secret <laughs> that's were like, crazy. It was like that's, that's like the ultimate club, man. Where the the club is set up so just in case drama starts, you, you have exit an stage room. left. Yeah, <laughs> but I, like, that's I was a waiter place. at La Factory when somebody's wife came in and his side chick was upstairs and she was ushered about down the back stairs and then waited out in the alley and then, then I, started thinking, wow. I started thinking An that's alley horrible that, yeah. that's horrible that he was doing that you know and his wife how disrespectful whatever and then I'm like what's wrong with that girl she's uh, willing to wait out there in the alley she's willing like to be that Olympics. that's what you do that's what you do hoeing is an art man like, we don't appreciate hoes enough like like she's just standing hoeing, out there going waiting. hoeing is an art, <laughs> it is an art. <laughs> like it's hoetry in motion like there's so many like those girls because you don't just you don't just wake up and, and, no. and say i'm gonna be a whore you no. plan it out your you whole gotta day you gotta make choices over and over, over. Oh, yeah. and over and those that choices escalate higher and higher and you get deeper into that whole life and you can't get out. It's like, oh, now he's wanting to have a baby with his wife. So this chick, she was was ushered out to the side? She was ushered out to the back alleyway and she waited. Yeah. Like, I've been a side I I guess she left eventually. He must have said goodbye (laughs) to her because his wife stayed the rest of the night. Well, you know, you got to give a bitch cab fare. You know what I mean? You got to make sure she gets home safe. (laughs) Otherwise, she's going to call someone else. Because that's the thing, too, is that, like, side chicks are usually multiple side chicks. She's Mm -hmm. a side chick to multiple guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to make sure that your hoe is attended to. Otherwise, she's going to call someone else, and then you're knocked down on that list. Being a side piece is like a marathon. You just got to stick around long enough. (laughs) (laughs) What what got you out of the side piece business? What wore you out, Johnny? Like, when were you like, this is it. I can't do this anymore. I was a side piece a few times. A few times. How did you find out? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I went you in. Up on the wrong I went day? in as a side piece. Oh, you knew your place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, and you, you were happy do. with it. Yeah, I was in high school and college. Oh, okay. That doesn't even count. You weren't looking for a commitment. No, I was. I was you didn't in, feel jealous at all. Not at all. I was like, we're, we're friends. We're friends, and you you just so happen. <laughs> See, I don't think it counts. High school and college doesn't count. No, that's man. just that's no. called living your life. You gotta be like thirty four, bro. One of you has to You're gonna be. You're gonna be doing that in your forties, dog. One of you has to be married, <laughs> or you have to have been in a relationship that's like very, very, very long term. And it, those, some of those long term years have to be over eighteen. Like you can't. I'm sorry, but any a lot of rules. Oh, man. It's impossible to be like a man in, the, in his fifties to be somebody's side piece, man. Oh man, yeah. she would be Drew Barrymore <laughs> from My Fifty Dates. 
I do like the idea though of like a fifty year old man that's just like living that side piece. That life. food has to be healthy as fuck, dog. Right? Uh, I do. It's tiring. Take his vitamins. <laughs> a lot of ginger. A lot of ginseng. You know? Maybe he does yoga. <laughs> Writes <knows>? poetry. <laughs> He'll show up going. I got two hours. <laughs> Let's try to make this happen once. <laughs> yeah, I got two hours before they pick me up. Man, that's like I think that's the best piece, like part about being a side piece. You got time. You got time. Yeah. I want to do this longer, but I didn't know. At one time, I was a side piece, bro. You didn't. Know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I knew you were a side piece. <laughs> before I met Lisa, before I met, before I, I was living on Demby, and. um I was I was I was seeing this this woman for a while, you know. <laughs> we never like I, I never went to her house. I never actually went to her house ever. Like we never we we would meet somewhere and then go to my house. Oh, okay. But I never noticed these things, right? And then one day, um, I'm, I'm somewhere at a show, and her friend tells me, you know, she's married, right? And I said, no, I didn't know. How'd you feel? I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's been going down for this long. You're like, perfect. She's not going to ask me to marry her. Then he continued. I said, I, I confronted her and I said, um, I found out you're, so you're married the whole time. That's pretty slick, eh? <laughs> she started crying. Oh, oh man. That's, that's well, the best time to have sex, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're man. really sorry, man. Yeah. All your senses yeah. are raw. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Feeling really okay. regretful. What, uh, one time I got hurt. One time. <laughs> one time. Oh, look at Iron Man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I got hurt every, every time, bro. Ice face. That's, that's the best thing about love, bro. At the end, you get hurt hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like heroin. Oh, you go in and you're like, this is going to be good. Oh. <laughs> I'm fascinated by you, Johnny, because like you're a very serious person, but then there's like, you throw out these little gems of like, oh, I don't do that anymore. Like, oh, you know, like, I was a side piece. Like, there's this whole other secret life I'm to Johnny that I am. Reformed. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Like, I'm just like, damn, what were you like? like I rode a motorcycle. Out there. <laughs> He's Man. a loner, Dottie. It's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. I was um, doing a show for um, American Insurance, and they were doing some other events, some other convention. They told me they ushered out a big-ass um, actor through the back, bro, because um, he was there with his side chick, and the wife showed up, or the wife friend was there. Damn. Like big bro, Oscar winning actor, and the wife still had uh, the wife still had dominance, right? Yeah, the food winning, the food winning Oscars for movies and cheating, bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you involve third party corporations That's to like help you, like that is. Yeah, man, you got to be careful because, like, as you get bigger and bigger, like, it's harder to harder to cheat, right? Like, you—that's why you have to have like NDAs and you have to like buy an apartment for a lady or like a man. Exactly. You got to keep them sequestered because sequestered otherwise you're going to fuck up time. your whole marriage, <laughs> man. Like, think about yeah. it. Handle it like you would your money. Like, you don't just like write checks all willy nilly. You have a financial planner. You make yeah. these plans. If you're going to cheat, do some preparation. There's a lot of a- there was a guy that that at least there was a guy that somebody watched to do that man. I like, buy houses for yeah, house just for oh. cheating. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's how people get like double wives and like they get whole they separate families. Yeah, whole yeah. separate families. That's some wild shit too. Having, can you imagine having like a whole other family, like a mm-hmm. secret? Family. I have actually multiple friends that like found out later in life that their dads had whole other families. Wow, you want to be an airline pilot, huh? Like, well, military. A lot of military oh, dads. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got my Montana S- family S- salesmen's cons- consultants. And stuff like that, but that I mean that's that takes a I talk about long lifetime preparation. 
uh, Pablo Escobar did it the best in like that show Narcos. Remember when he had his side piece? It was like the the news lady. And then she started talking trash about his wife, and he was like, don't you disrespect my wife. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's the first one. <laughs> it's, 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 that's your wife. That's your mother and your children. Did you see the Narcos, uh, the Narcos 2 or Narcos 3, the one where they're doing the the, the Gali cartel? Oh, I think that's 3, season 3. That, season 3, that guy has two wives, and they're okay with it. Jeez. Like, like he'll be with one wife on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday and Tuesday, and the other one on Wednesday and Thursday. And then he'll go out and do it on Friday. And then, and then Sunday, he, he, he was both of them at church and they're doing, oh, they're doing activities. Now, let me ask you this. You guys are both men, obviously. You're both men that enjoy ladies. You're a yeah. married man. You have been a side piece before. Yes. I, I don't know what your stable looks like now. I'm, I'm assuming that it's been spared down. By a little pony. Tied down. Um, you know, <laughs> but, like, that seems like a lot of work. Like, I, I understand, like, the variety of ladies. But, like, what's the appeal <laughs> there? Like, would you really want to – like, would you want to have two wives and – I don't know if that's a trap question, but like, that just seems crazy to me. That seems like a lot of work. Not two wives. That's too right? much. That's too much commitment. But like a wife and a side piece, like that's better. But like no. two committed wives, I feel like is a lot. I feel like it's a lot of work to what keep that? stories. Would you, would you like two men yeah. to keep? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> one is enough. Yeah. One, one is more than enough. Yeah. One, one woman is more than enough. I got shit to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. juggled men before. <laughs> confusing and frustrating. You, you juggled men before? I have. And it's not it's it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Like, Are you serious serious with one and not the other or serious with both? It was it was more both. it was more than oh, two. Man. <laughs> See Felipe gets serious with everybody. That's a problem. There you go. I wasn't serious with, I I wasn't serious with any here. of them. That was the, the whole point. Show the beer in her hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm my beer. I gotta calm down that bottle of empty get hit with it. <laughs> Man. No, I wasn't serious with with any of them. That's why it worked because it was like three of them, and I was trying to figure out. I was just in a mode of like, let me just date some people and have non. But then you're just dating, though. Yeah, that's not. And really then it like started juggling a relationship. And yeah, then but it's still that guy. was too much for that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even like these yeah. guys, <laughs> and I can't even keep this stuff together. I'm just like trying to figure out if I liked any of them good enough to like keep. Yeah. Well, and I didn't. I only had one date: a movie in my house after. <laughs> <laughs> This is smooth. Movie <laughs> and then fast food, maybe. Yeah. Original <laughs> Netflix and, and chill. And back at my house. That's so funny. He is VHS the original and Netflix and chill. But sometimes, and chill. other times, there was no Netflix. There was no movie, bro. It was just like, well, I'm here, eh? <laughs> Drive I'm to Redbox eh? and, and buy one. <laughs> I'm here, eh? No, we well, had a lot of Blockbuster nights. <laughs> blockbuster nights. Well, it was a good time, though. <laughs> we go there and browse for like an hour. Man, I used to take it old school, Lydia. <laughs> When I, to, when I used to go, um, I used to go on the road, man. I remember I was, I was on the road, and I, I the person I was with rented a, a, a fucking DVD player, bro, mm-hmm. or a VCR from Blockbuster because the condo didn't have that. one. Well, yeah, I've done that, that before, yeah. yeah. We did it, right? Yeah, we did it. Oh, my God, oh, man. That's pretty crazy. Lisa and I did it. I, I can't forgot. remember where it was. We rented the whole DVD player mm-hmm. and, a, and a game console. Yeah, I think, I think to, so. Wow! I forgot they did oh, that. Holy shit! That yeah. seems like a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine them doing that now? Oh, people like, lose their mind. There's just there's no <laughs> way. Like oh. you, you think about it, no people. We used to walk around this, this video store just looking at videos. Yeah. The way we wander around on Netflix for yeah. hours too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had like a video store memorized. Yeah. Completely memorized. <laughs> and then Lisa and I would go to the video store that was more more um, hipsterish. 2020 video. No, no, no. The other one in Silver Lake, huh? Yeah. And that fool had a lot of independent movies. And then he had like this um, 
What is that? Oh, Criterion movies? Criterion Collection. Yeah. Oh, stuff, yes, yes, yeah. all the arty movies. Yeah. yeah. The important things and you're it, supposed to see, but that doesn't the, put you to sleep. And right. don't fool you. <laughs> and don't fool you every movie, bro. Every single movie. If you didn't have it, they'll get it for yeah, you, right? Yeah. To, what's that movie with that guy? He comes out on that one TV show, and then he's like kidnaps that one woman, and then the guy will go, oh. Oh, man. What's yeah. that? I said, I'm looking for movie. a movie, man, with a guy. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Christopher Walken <laughs> and uh, fuck <laughs> and, and that guy who came on in American Me who played JD John For- Robert Forsythe and Wait, I don't know there's a, there's a thing they keep saying in the movie or oh, Andy Garcia's in it yeah. and they say hey man you're gonna get buck weeks and we're gonna shoot you in the ass oh yeah bro that's a thing to do in Denver when you're dead <laughs> starting awesome. Christopher Lloyd I'm waking up in 2000 when, during 9-11 so it pretty much disappeared but it was a pretty good movie yeah they used to give their opinions right yeah the guy that was the only review you and they had their list like 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 um like a Paul's list yeah oh jeez I remember making fun of kids because they'd have to rent their console and I owned one <laughs> Were you one of those little kids, bro, that if your mom took you anywhere, you had your little favorite movie with you all the time? No, nah, no. Nah. I had a little TV with me all the time. That's crazy. My son, man, he took care of carry Toy Story with him all the time. So we showed up to one somebody's house. We were, I don't know why we would do that, but I would say, uh, is there any, any way they could play that movie right now for him? It's going to make everybody happy. <laughs> trust me, if you don't put that movie in, the motherfucker ask everybody in his house. Well, that's, I mean, now it's like kids have like, like iPhones or like, you know, Disappear, right? iPads. That's all they do. Like, you, like when we had the shows, like I went to go eat some food at the little like Vietnamese place and this family walked in and they had two kids that were like, both of them under three, like just running all over the place and they just sat them down and they gave them their phones and then it was just quiet. It was just silent, and their kids were just like shoving noodles under their mouths, and, like <laughs> like listening to like cartoons and watching cartoons. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's not good." And then I was like, "But I'm I'm enjoying this quiet yeah. in my meal and not hearing you scream bloody murder at the top of your lungs as you run around this restaurant." So I guess it's good to oh, a point. Man. I used to have, I worked construction for a summer with my dad. I broke concrete and like cleaned up the site, and I bought a little TV with it. It was like the best for me. Such a couch potato. When I first went to my first studio. I had, I had the little watchman yeah. on my TV. Damn. You have to hold it close to everything. Close. <laughs> you won't remember this, but you guys will. Do you guys remember like in the bus stations that they I used mean, to have the TVs old. that you could put the quarters in? <laughs> oh, yeah. To watch TV you in the Back station? in the yeah. days. You that could, was a yeah. Greyhound yeah. bus. You could sit there and black and white. Yeah. yeah. It was bright as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and a it, blood pressure machine. Exactly. Like a self-contained seat. Yeah, Greyhound bus. But when I was a little boy, they had a television, you put quarters in and you watch movies. And it would be like 15 Damn. minutes for like a quarter yeah. and then it would just be like regular TV and it would come on. Why did on they get rid of that shit? I think because people just started like ripping them off of the arms and like... Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason we don't have fucking... Uh, we can't have nice things. Phones. We can't have nice things, yeah. Did that TV come with headphones or everybody had, everybody had was, was loud? It was all loud. Yeah, there was no headphones. I think there was headphones jacks, but who was carrying headphones at that point? Yeah, Nobody. Yeah. And it was the big ones, yeah, like big studio headphones cans, like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the 1970s ones. But no, I remember that. I remember being a little kid and like being like... In the station, that like, was watching. cool. You remember that? I remember being. Re- I'd get really pumped that like I could watch TV, like my own TV. Oh, yeah. That's badass. In the bus station a lot but, yeah. as a kid. Exactly, <laughs> I was actually. <laughs> What's up, fool? We have Lydia Popovich right here, ladies and gentlemen, from the Bay Area, right? Yeah, originally born and raised San Jose, California. Born and raised San Jose. Yeah. Upcoming shows: Miami, May thirty first. That's at Magic City Casino. I'm headlining the Ultimate Miami Comedian Competition. 
and closing it out with an hour-long set. Schaumburg, Illinois, June 15th through the 17th at the Schaumburg Improv outside of Chicago. El Paso, Texas, June 22nd at the Plaza Theater. San Antonio, Texas, June 23rd at the Tobin Center, Orlando, Florida, June 28th through July 1st at Orlando Improv. Check out all FelipeWorld.com slash tour because I'm adding new dates all the time. You have dates coming up, Lydia Popovich? Yeah, I'm going to be in San Francisco at the Punchline, actually, June 6th or June 9th. The headlining? Uh, no, I'm featuring for Jenny Zagrino. So me and her will be together. And then tomorrow at the Hollywood Improv is Woman Crush Wednesdays. Every so Wednesday. Every, every Wednesday. Wednesday, which yeah. is dope. So I will be hosting hosted. tomorrow's night show, which will be awesome. And What's it's your, usually hosted by Marcella, by the way. So you what? guys should go support that. Yeah. What's your Instagram? Hater Tuesday. No, Hater Tuesday, right? Yep. That's my Instagram and my Twitter account, actually. And your Twitter. Yeah. What's up, fool? I'm going to Orlando, bro. I'm going to meet Lisa's yeah. redneck family. We're having Ooh. a redneck family reunion down like, there. It's been the first time, bro. I never had a, I never had a brother-in-law, dog. This is the second time. This is Let's the second see if we time. Like, this fa- like this family better than my family. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the second time I've met all these other family members. It'll be my first time I met these people, bro. I met him at my dad's funeral last year. Damn. So she's not that far yeah. ahead of you. So yeah. You might see him. Are you going to Orlando? Uh, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. I can't remember because that's not. Uh, for a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to, yeah, I'm going to meet her brother. Is, is the brother bringing his wife and kids? Yeah, wife and three daughters. And I don't know if David's coming, my other brother. So. Did he go to the funeral? Uncle, no, he didn't go. Have you ever had trouble with brothers? Like that girl's dated? Like they try to punk you or anything? What do you mean? Like you date a girl and then he just tries to like assert his dominance in the area. He doesn't meet families of oh, girl, of oh girls. Oh man, with. smart. <laughs> Very you haven't smart. met you, right? Like you haven't met the families of most of the girls you've been with, right? Man, only one time, man. <laughs> this girl brought to her house. Then her dad came down in underwear, bro. Ah. You don't know what the hell's going on. No, but I'm trying to remember whose parents you I don't met. Really good, maybe Carrie or no, Marisol? no. no. Oh, I don't know. Uh, most of the women that I've dated, bro, they didn't have parents, bro. Okay. <laughs> they didn't have fathers. They didn't have fathers, so. <laughs> like, uh, you, 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 they're, they're more like, you don't need my fucking mom, man. Yeah, yeah. I met her. But Lisa met my parents. Yeah, I met both your parents. Yeah. And all your brothers and sisters, except Angel. I, sh- Angel I, I only I, met one. I think every girl I met met my parents, but I'm not sure. Oh, man. Is that, was it's that all about you? Huh? Was that weird meeting parents? No, it's not. It's not formal like in the movies. Like I'm all nervous or anything. I just I, came I, over and they were having tacos. Like, <laughs> yeah. do, I guess people do. Some people do it where they make it like a real formal thing. No, I don't like, know. That just seems very antiquated to me. It like is. you just kind of run into them when it happens, especially at our and you age. Deal with like, it or you don't. Say. Yeah, exactly. Like go. this is this person. I don't. I don't know what's happening, but they're here right now. You Take know, a look. My mom's never met him. Like she doesn't no. go to the wedding, nothing. Wow. She doesn't travel though. She's in Ohio. And she's feeble, pretty much. So she doesn't go anywhere. That makes a difference. I'm trying to remember who I met. Oh man, I think I met like one, like my high school girlfriend. That was the first scary one. <laughs> and it, like, cause he was like, they jumped you in or what? <laughs> 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 no, it was just scary. It was like, tell her blah blah. Was this the first time? Yeah, it was the first time, and she was like, "What if he doesn't like you?" And I was like, "It's okay. I'm with you, not him." Were you guys already <laughs> having sex or no? Not yet. Okay. Because sometimes did. I feel like that makes it more nervous. Like if you know you've already had sex, then you have to like look her dad in the eye and be like, "No." Ah! Like, oh yeah, I met my my son's mom. 
Oh, yeah, you met her. Yeah, yeah. I met her dad and everybody, bro. They all lived in the house. They liked you. They were all right. They were cool. The dad was like, he was tripping out because they didn't have a car. He was telling me that his best friend is his his $20 in his pocket and stuff like that. But he don't understand me. You know, I come from a different generation. You know, I don't want to work cutting carpet my whole life. This is having those blisters. Yeah, you don't understand, you know, man, that this is a new generation, man. You don't need cars and jobs and be, and be responsible yeah. to attract women these days. It's pretty easy. Oh. You just kind of have to have, you have to have a pulse, I think. Like, it's kind of it. Like, 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 like think about it's it, man. These guys, that generation before me, they come from a generation where... You gotta fucking look clean all the time. Yeah, bro. you gotta be bona fide. you gotta have, you gotta have a tank top <laughs> under all the time with a white t-shirt over, then your dress shirt, <laughs> then you put on your your boxers, white socks, and a, and, a, and a dress shoes. <laughs> Are you Mormon? To go out and tennis shoes to hang out. And you crease your pants all the time. The, uh, MC, MC Poncho, and, 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 and you're, you get a haircut every week. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're fucking. You always have. You always smell like Old Spice, karate, old English, English leather. English leather, <laughs> not old English. <laughs> but you always smell clean. Something soapy. Yeah, something, see, that, something soapy with a see, piney we, tinge. We went from you know to be like me, you know. Yeah. Long hair, and then the next generation was just wearing no pants <laughs> <laughs> and having that rainbow hair, bro. The next generation after that, bro, after rainbow hair, it's going to be just straight up, you know, we're going to be nude. Yeah, or he'd be uh, like, he or doesn't have tattoos on his face. There's no way he's responsible. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know what he's doing with his life. His face is clean. What is he doing? He doesn't even have a beard. He hasn't even grown anything this week. Like, if you were to tell somebody, like, in 19, well, when I was a little kid, when I went, like, he was hardcore when I was out. Public enemy. Okay. You know, but... But to cut, but to come out with a whole painted face is new. But no, no you, you, I would never thought of somebody or like a kiss. that. Kiss, kiss, but <laughs> but a rap. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about rap. Oh, uh, public enemy. Oh man. No, what's the name was painted too? The the um. Clown Posse, was there a oh, joke? Oh, yeah. Clown Posse, they yeah. Tech Nine? <laughs> yeah. Tech Nine? Tech Nine's been painting his yeah. face like yeah. his whole career. Tech Nine, badass. Like his whole career. But he's done a pretty amazing job of like sustaining his career and, and like very on his terms. Huh? Yeah, super. Yeah. But he has a huge following. following. Yeah. That dude sells records. Like he really, really, really does. And he does it all himself, which is amazing. Which is pretty good to be that long and to have like a generation that just perpetuates the next generation of people mm-hmm. that are going to listen to you is. I respect that a great deal. It's, he talks to, like I know this one guy who was from the suburbs, like a chubby white dude, twenty three, and he was like, you know who's my favorite artist? Tech Nine. He really speaks to me. <laughs> and I was like, really? He speaks to. I mean, he doesn't necessarily speak to me personally. Yeah. That music is not for me, but I appreciate and respect everything that he does, and the fact that it, like it speaks to a bunch of people. People like to be inspired. See, when I was growing up, man, if, if you told somebody that Ozzy speaks to you, they knock you up, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, bro, the way Randy Rose speaks to me, bro. He says, get in a car, <laughs> drunk, and drive into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man, like somebody, la- every, every, they labeled it devil music. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Duh. Yeah, my parents were like super Christian. Everything was devil music, man. Could- well, and it's kind of funny when you think of some of the stuff, like even like stuff like Def Leppard, mm-hmm. which was like, is pretty soft if you look at it now. But even then, they were like, that was in like the section of music that was like, Devil music. Oh, Def Leppard. You're like, no, that, that guy has one hand. He's or, not going to hurt anybody. Twisted Sisters. Like, yeah, all that stuff just because he was it was painted. Yep. Yeah. And they still got the girls, Twisted Sisters. Heck yes. What's up, 
Fool podcast. Um, Lydia, would you start off doing stand up comedy in San Francisco? Actually, I. Uh, you waited a whole year, like we were talking. I did. So, I did wait a whole year. We don't know what we're talking about earlier. No, at, uh, I found out one time when I was um, I headlined the punchline in San Francisco once, uh, just once, <laughs> uh, just one time, and um, <laughs> and um, somebody told me that. Um, that you have to wait because um, I, I wanted to use my own feature and opener and I fought and I fought and I fought and I got it, right? Yeah. So that pissed off a lot of people back then. and um, But I found out later on was that the reason they put their own people there is because they got fools waiting a whole year, bro, to get booked. And some people didn't wait longer than that. Like I had done comedy probably for two years, just like open micing and stuff. And I would go there every once in a while. And then I was starting to finally feel like, okay, I'm ready to like – really try to make a show of like let me see if i can get in at the punchline mm-hmm. and that's how it works like you go every sunday there's a sunday showcase and that's for local comics and you go and you hang out and it's probably roughly nine months and around the nine month mark then you should like introduce yourself to the booker and be like hey what? i've been here for nine months and they're, they're they're watching and they kind of keep track and see and like their whole attitude i guess the way that they describe it to us is that they want to make sure that you're serious about doing it because a lot of people come and then they go up once and then they come back and then they just think that they're going to get up every single time that they come. Mm-hmm. So it's their way of, of pruning out sort of the hobbyist from the people who are serious, they say. A lot of hobbyists out there. But there yeah. is. Like, honestly, in San Francisco, like, the scene there is crazy. Like, I left two years ago and the entire scene now, like, I don't know who any of these people are. I'm like, I, I don't know. Which I guess is cool that there's not many people starting they're comedy. They're from Florida. Yeah. But yeah, I know people move and they just show up and they're like, oh, we, like, San Francisco has become this, like, stop on, like, the comedy evolution circuit. Do you think is very hard right now for a, a, a person to start doing comedy and it's, well, I would say 24, 25 and really have no money and live there? I think it's impossible. <laughs> I no, think it's straight no, up there, impossible. There's no way that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a struggling comedian living in San Francisco no. anymore, huh? You're going to be living with like 9,000 other people in like a rundown shack. It's like, in the days of Robin Williams, bro, it, and Larry Bubbles Brown. It's gone. <laughs> like, gone, right? It's there's totally no more gone. like... Five comedians living in one apartment. There's actually there is one place that I know, and it's this group of dudes. They were actually on Vice uh, for when they did that flop house thing, but it's these boys called Sylvan, and they live in this huge house that is in the Richmond district, and it's basically two apartments on top of each other, and they live in filth. Like it is disgusting. Uh, and there's like seven of them. I mean, there's people living in closets. There's people living in living rooms. Like every single room has been converted. But that's how they make it happen. But it's also gross like i don't know how they have sex with girls and bring women home but they do but that's the only place i know that is like that I everywhere saw, else is just like so I, expensive to i live. saw that uh, i don't know the documentary but they saw like um like i'll uh, just say a room like this and they'll put like uh, bunk beds like one two three and they'll set it up in here like uh, actually like like a prison module yeah and mm-hmm. and you a cubicle and you let you this is your cubicle there's no door I guess there's respect or there's a lock, but you're living like in a like in a prison, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's walls. houses I've heard of that here in in yeah. LA of comics that live in places that are like bedrooms that are split by curtains. There was a place stuff, like a, like a summer camp. This yeah, guy. yeah. Like, That's me. But you have doors, right? <laughs> I have a door. I have a door to my room. I'm talking about a curtain. Like my roommate has a curtain. See? Yeah. <laughs> wait. So wait. How do he you have a door? <laughs> The other room, they don't have a door. <laughs> no. um, I, yeah, man, I don't know. I always think about that because, like, I started comedy later in life, so I never went through the like 
struggling to feed myself thing. Yeah. I was like, had my life kind of together and then was like, all right, let me do comedy now. But in San Francisco is not a good place to be a young person right now and struggling with anything because it's just egregiously expensive. I'm going to stop telling people to go there. I'm going to tell them, you know what, bro? Start in Houston. It's happening. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Honestly, I there's think like, that's there's, good there's advice. Like, there's like around four legit comedy clubs and at least 10 rooms and at least 81 nighters that pop out every month. And, and it, it's diverse it, there's there, There's so too. much work. And you can it, keep working in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Texas is yeah. huge. Yeah. You, could develop a, a, you could develop a tight 30 and then t- t- test it out here in LA for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one thing I will say about San Francisco. It's like, if you, like when I was there and everyone that I know that came out of San Francisco, we all got a lot of time. Like once you get through the gauntlet, like once you start proving yourself as funny, like that year thing kind of diminishes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like... I got my audition as a host and hosted for like less than a year before I moved into feature. And it was a quick jump for me. And that's because I just was like consistently funny. And I was able to leave there with like a good chunk of time because there was so much time and there was so many different rooms. But San Francisco audiences are also different. I think going somewhere like Houston is very, very smart because you have a much more diverse audiences there. San Francisco is a bunch of what I like to call like people with NPR-itis. Yeah. Who are just like very conservative, but they're liberal, so they're conservative because yeah. they just don't know what to laugh at anymore and they want permission to laugh at something. It's It can be a little disturbing. Like they're just not as free as they once were, which is yeah. depressing no, liberal, Liberals have gone, and I am a former <laughs> liberal. <laughs> I am a current independent. I left the Democratic Party last year. But uh, I can see that they, yeah. liberals these days are the biggest form of censorship. Yeah. I mean, they're the biggest group yeah, calling for Question, censorship cons- all over. Questions constantly about everything. And it makes it hard to be a comic to be like, can oh, we just yeah. have fun for 12 minutes oh, here yeah. without you questioning like my moral standards? Like That's why we're, we're all saying here, is to have fun. You need to do better. You need yeah. to go further. It's like, yeah. Just, no. How about we just have fun? That's what comedy is about. Let's have the fun. The comedy first. had no message to Latino people. I know people. they want a message. Mm. They want. You yeah, know. I'm not a messenger, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the guy to look up for hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why can't you just be the funny guy? What happened to that guy? Right. Yeah. Just want to make him laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> 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 I know, but you never quit. Nobody would, imagine if, if comedians were questioned back in the days, like Bob Hope. Don't you care about the Jews? <laughs> right? If people died in World War II, you were there telling jokes with somebody, MacArthur. Somebody should just sit down, Don Rickles, and talk to him about, you know, all of the words he was using, <laughs> yeah. the judging of people. Are you kidding me? I know. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have happened, you know. Not to say that everything that he said was great either, but it's the same time. It's like, put it in the context. Art is art. Comedy is an escape. There was a comedian now from, um, that I showed, uh, he posted a photo of his two daughters. They one of them was graduating high school and going to college. One of them was going to graduate high school in a year and a half or two mm-hmm. years. He said, these are my daughters. He goes, man, they're, um, they know everything and they protest everything. They're social, social warriors right here. They're, they're so little, but they're already offended by everything. Uh, it's it's like, see, people don't give a chance for others to get offended first. Yeah, get offended on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a lot of getting offended yeah. on others' behalf. And that's yeah. a little insulting. Yeah, like, give me a chance. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be offended like, for once. Like, yeah. why, why are you guys offended by that joke? There's nobody here with wheelchairs. <laughs> I am offended on behalf of the three Latinos sitting at this. There's table. not even a handicap area here. <laughs> you should be offended by that. I think that term is offensive to Latinos. Yeah. But you guys... Yeah. 
<laughs> or laughing at it, or chill it, or you know, I don't care. You know? My maid, Hortensia, would not like that thing. <laughs> when I go tell her in the morning while she's breastfeeding my daughter. I'll be sure to yeah. express her anger as she expresses milk into my daughter. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. What kind of drama do you think you, have, you dealt with in um, San Francisco? You know what? There's always drama in all but you're, comedy but you started like in, you didn't start out young, so you didn't get to see it much. Exactly. Well, I mean, I saw drama, but I just wasn't a party to much was of it because it. I wasn't yeah. exactly. I just Burr. didn't have the time to hang out. Yeah, that was, and honestly, the drama Charlie that I got Steele. was because of that. People were like, "Oh, she's stuck up. Oh, she thinks she's too good. Oh, blah blah blah. She's unapproachable. Oh, she's cold." I had a comedian that kept on just like trying to be overly like aggressively friendly like mm -hmm. really trying to push the friendship thing and i'm not a big person who likes to have anything forced like uh, we're gonna click or we're not yeah. and that's cool and that doesn't mean that i don't respect you and then I, I want you to do your work but like just because we're both comedians doesn't mean we need to be like holding hands and fucking text messaging <laughs> every day and shit like i don't know and so this person basically pushed me into a corner and then just started sort of talking shit about me a little bit to other comics like you know i don't know i asked you to you want to be comedy buddies <laughs> 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 no, yeah. Felipe, I told you I don't fucking want to write with you anymore. Keep your tags yourself, all right? Work. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, so I had to like, and I'm not the kind of person that like, if I hear you're saying some shit, I'm going to say some shit. Yeah. So I had to be like, listen, I just don't like you as a person. It's I just, just don't like you. I don't. I don't that's the hardest to it have to tough. turn down a friend and a woman. Like yeah. it's not yeah. like turning do it. down yeah. a dude or who wants. Yeah. You know, it was just frustrating. It's harder to turn down a friend. It must be harder on a woman because if you're a dude. You just like oh you know that fool and then we was go outside. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah. it was just wild and it was just I just was very bothered by it because my whole thing was like I just want to I'm just want to write my jokes I want to do my time I want to do my jokes and I want to leave I don't, this is I'm not here for this I'm here for that but there's all kinds of course there's always people you know oh you stole this from me oh you didn't write with me or oh you didn't do this with me like drama and comedy is universal the same issues always show up everywhere it's ridiculous I know like um. Sometimes, like, 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 there's people who, like, just, like, I started off just doing, um, um, coffee house. Mm -hmm. But at the coffee house, I met Latino comedians there. And those Latino comedians turned me on to other Latino rooms. Right. That were, they were, they were just mainly Latino rooms. But, um, I think, I didn't, they were not, I don't think they were, they're, they're not really called Latino rooms. It just happened to be there's yeah, so many fucking nights. Latinos there. <laughs> they have to be in a fucking Black, black Angus restaurant on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> when the first thing they told me, yeah, man, come down. There's going to be a comedy show on Black Angus in, um, in the fucking uh, Alhambra. And I said, oh, wait a minute, bro. Isn't it a restaurant? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but they're going to fucking kick everybody out and do comedy, bro. Yeah, how'd you get uh, used to that, performing in weird places like that? It was tough, man. Was, I would go fucking first. <laughs> yeah, you take the bullet. I would bomb hard. <laughs> I, I didn't think I was bombing. Yeah, I, that I, was my favorite thing to do. Was I, would, I would be on stage, and there's like two comics sitting over there trying to pick up with, with two girls. And then mm -hmm. there's like five, a table of five, and everybody's standing. I would say there was, there was less than um, 50 people, bro. Yeah. Oh man! You can hear the silverware clinking Just against each other. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> and I'll be up there going, "Well, the DJ's here already." <laughs> Late. That was the one thing in San Francisco that we didn't have is a, the scene a, a in San Francisco. Bunch of rooms. Um, no, there's a bunch of rooms, but it's not divided by race. It's just like. Oh, people Everybody. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, there's not a black room and a Latino room and a white room. The only real difference is people who are like, 
sort of super ulti comedy that are basically like doing more improv or weird sketch shit than mm-hmm. they are doing straight up stand up and that was kind of the divide so, so that they're was bobbing yeah yes. <laughs> they're, exactly pretty much and then like wondering like how come they're laughing at you and because you didn't do anything you just meowed for 12 yeah. minutes okay? and nobody gives a shit I remember Sinbad walked into um, Sinbad walked into an alt room and I think it was on, I don't know if it was Gotham but uh, Doringo Raffalo was there closing it out mm-hmm. and then um, no she was going to go up but there's a bunch of people before her he happened to be in there. He was telling me that story, bro. We're, we're, we're standing in the airport. I was standing with him with um, Chris Spencer. Mm. And I, he, he introduced me. Like, hey, hey, it's Felipe, man. He's funny. All right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and well, you say he's funny. i never seen him. And I laughed. I said, fair enough. And he was, and then he started telling that story. He goes, um, hey, Sim, are you going to go up? He goes, nah, man. I haven't seen nobody else funny in here. Are <laughs> you the only one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of me to know that I went up here. <laughs> he goes, nah, man. I haven't seen nobody funny in here. But um, when I started, like, I would go to, like, well, I was going to the co- this comedy, sh- this place called The Natural Fudge. And there was a bunch of different comedians, man. Homeless comedians. Weird comedians. Um, duo comedians, yeah, comedians dressed in weird co- oh. outfits, um, rock and roll comedians, bro, or just dumb weirdos, bro. And also Alonzo, Alonzo Bowden, <laughs> Freddie weirdos Soto, Brian Holtzman, <laughs> older dudes like that. Um, no, Jamie Kennedy. The, the homeless comics used to scare me all the time. I get nervous. It's like they let everybody perform there. They spend five dollars. Yeah. Which is kind of great. We had a place that was like that in San Francisco called The Brainwash, which was a cafe and a laundromat. So one house was a laundromat. I want to open those. It was a good idea. Like you could – it was open till 10. You could wash clothes in the back and then the front was a cafe and a little coffee shop and then they had an open mic there. So it was like pretty much open mics like every – it was like Wednesday and Thursday and everybody would come including the homeless people, Mm -hmm. the crazy crackheads. Like there was just – this. that was the place where everyone went and you'd go up and you'd do two times. But you didn't have to even buy anything. You just had to be there and sign up and and then you would get your time because they would start at six and end at like midnight. So you'd sit there forever and ever and ever and ever and wait. But then, yeah, you'd get to see crazy people do crazy stuff. But then people would show up like Robin Williams came one time and just came into the open mic there. And you'd be like, oh, OK, maybe this is worthwhile. And then everyone who had like left San Francisco would come back and do that room, too. But that was a cool room, but it doesn't exist anymore. That was like the Laugh Factory open mic. That's the same thing? It used to be. Uh, now there's so many fewer, but oh. So I would do like the natural fudge, and like I, I was not like the only Latino comedian for a while there. To afraid only Freddie Soto. Yeah. But um, and then I would go to um, this place called Waldo's Comedy Station. It was like a, a, that's a, a good name a, at the Hollywood Hotel on Highland. Okay, yeah, no, oh, I know. Yeah, 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 so yeah, they, yeah. they had comedy there every Saturday. They still do comedy so there. So I, I got to know <laughs> the lady there, and then she liked me because I would always kill. With my five minutes, mm-hmm. and then she goes, I want you to host. We're going to pay you. How much? 60 bucks. Ooh. Then I met Carlos Oscar there, because I remember they paid him $100, and yeah. then, oh, it's kind of a headliner. And then um, I met Jamie Foxx there one time. Like, he was there with another comedian, but he was not performing. He was just hanging out. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, yeah, all right. But, um, and then from there, I met, the reason I went to a Latino room, because I met Latino who told me if you go with it, they'll give you money. So, <laughs> nice. So, okay. It's a siren song for And they always paid, man. They always paid. 
at least, and I, and I got to, and I got to hang around with like comedians that, at the time, were already established as, and um, like Willie Barcena, and um, Rudy Moreno, Luke Torres, Gilbert Esquivel, Larry Omaha, um, Dante Garza was another guy. Who's that? I know he passed away. Um, Vic Dunlop. Wow. And they were like, they were like the, the 80s Latino comedians yeah. mixed with the 90s comedians, you know? So I got to, uh, they hooked me up with a lot, of, a lot of spots. And then um, and one day the natural fudge, the, the white lady that owned the coffee house told me that they were, they were doing um, Latino night at the comedy, at the Laugh Factory. But I didn't get in there. I didn't know anybody. It wasn't until I met Johnny Sanchez and he gave me the phone number and I called the Laugh Factory. Mm-hmm. That's why they go in there on Latino night. Damn. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, the theme nights. You yeah, know? Right. I think back then, yeah, they needed like a foot in the door. Different groups of, you know, different ethnicities who weren't getting booked. It, right. it came out of a need, you know, and Paul Rodriguez was pushing for it at the Laugh Factory to, as a way to bring up these younger Latino comics. But I think now they need to go away. That's my opinion because they, it hurt. For one, those guys get the nights that are the undesirable nights mm-hmm. at the club. Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right. you know, that's the black and Latino Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday uh, yeah. Latino, I mean, um, chocolate Sundays at the Laugh Factory. I mean, they're good because they bring in, like, this core audience and there's this camaraderie and whatever they're supposed to be. Yeah. But it's also negative because you try to go to the Laugh Factory to get a Friday spot and you can't get a Friday spot because they see you as the guy who got, who night. fits into Latino night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you f- or you're black, so you fit into the Urban Night or Chocolate Sunday Night or Tripping on Tuesdays or whatever. No better Mondays. <laughs> yep. I mean, <laughs> or Stepping on Toes Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it was helpful in the past, but I think it's worn out. It's it's need. You know, it's necessity. Yeah. And now I think all rooms should just be. Also, there's not know, enough funny they're mixed, ones. They're mixed anyway. I mean, a lot of those bookers yeah. will the people but, running those. Rooms will book other people. A lot, of the, a lot of a lot of the Latino comedians nowadays they like staying in the East Side. That's true too. Like they're there's so many, there are so many. Like when I was doing stand up comedy, well, in like before, like I would say 2006, before last comedy standing, I had paid gigs lined up all week without ever touching Hollywood. Damn, like it's easy to get. Like stuck I had over there, I had Latino night, and I went there. I was making what 20, 35 bucks <laughs> for the whole night. Then I would take off. Then I would run to a, I would run, go to a, um, another room. I would get fifty dollars there, and then on Tuesday I would go to Casa Latina. They'll give me seventy five. The IRS is listening. Then on Wednesday I get seventy five. <laughs> then on Thursday a hundred. Then Saturday another seventy five. Friday pretty much no gigs on Friday. There was nothing. It was hard to get Latino to go to a comedy show on yeah. Fridays. Yeah. So there was nothing, bro. Unless it was out of town in Fresno. Yeah, I remember. I remember um, Joe Diaz. That's right, cocksucker. <laughs> he canceled a gig on New Year's Eve, man, for Fresno with a hotel. Two, it was three hundred dollars. He told me I gotta give him. A, I, didn't, I didn't have to give him, but I yeah. gave him a hundred. But I kept the two hundred, and I was happy, man. And I f- drove over there, New Year's Eve show, yeah. the headline. I ate. I gambled. Oh, I was sober. It's perfect. I was sober, bro. Yeah. And I still had fun. I, 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 it's hard to remember times when I was sober now, but I guess I didn't have times when I didn't smoke weed or didn't drink. And I was still happy. It's good it's possible. Time. I still consider you sober, even though yeah. you have the occasional weed, you know. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> I started off Chuckle Monkey. Did you, guys, did you have Chuckle Monkey? That's Monkey? my woman right there. <laughs> I do, though. I mean, I don't see that as, you know, something that... But I'm more focused last time. Yeah, you've, you've mm-hmm. done a complete 180 since I met you. When you like... Lisa, Lisa used to work on um, the cho- the chocolate sundae at the laugh factory. We were talking about that, and, and, we're, yeah. and we're talking yeah, about and Latino we're talking nights. about drama. And let me tell you, man, she saw drama firsthand. Oh yeah, with these black comedians. Once oh. Kevin Hart shows up, it's over. Oh the, yeah, like everybody gets bumped, and well, the whole social scene. They, they, is they hate bumping too. more than Latino comedians. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, they sit in there and they just stew. Yeah. start talking stew. shit. <laughs> <laughs> stew and fume and whatever. But there's, you know, Corey Holcomb's gotten in fights about jokes. Um, Scruncho's been in fights. <laughs> Scruncho's punched fools dog. He's punched people yeah. to fr- on stage. On you stage. know, oh. like, there's drama in all these groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like we're talking about a lot of white comics, they just, they're a little more silent about it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but they don't, you never hear about they, comedian, white comedians having drama because they're moving silent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they'll sabotage you they'll through sabotage, your agent. They'll yes. sabotage your white comedian will t- sabotage another white comedian in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like he'll call up the communist <laughs> or yeah, man, who's on the lineup? Okay, scratch him, please. Yeah, I'm not going to come if that guy's going on that Yeah, show. Yeah, that I, passive I, aggressive. Sorry, man, but we, you, yeah, I, the if Dave Cook is there, you can't have Chris D'Elia there. Yeah. To a like. Damn. To a like, you know what I mean? If Eric Spears is there, you can't have um, Dean Edwards or whatever. No, you <laughs> You're just giving examples. You're just giving examples, bro. I remember one time Johnny Statue didn't want to go. Didn't want to go up on a, a Latino and a, after a Latino. He didn't want to be right next to the other Latino. In the yeah, lineup. because the, other, the whole lineup was white. Right. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't care, man. Just go up and do your time and be funny. Yeah. yeah. Just go and have a good time. You know, like, like um, people. There's a lot of beef in the Latino com- uh, Latino um, community, especially I would say only LA in Hollywood here in the area. It's because um, we still think that there's only room for one. That's that's oh, the that's, root of all that's, that. that's the root. Exactly. That's, that's where all the problems come. You know, once Latino comedians and black comedians stop thinking that way, that they there's room for everybody. But you know what? It's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen overnight. It's like when we had Carlos Oscar. You gotta, you gotta take time, bro. Yeah. And it's gonna happen. But you know what? There's progress because they turned down 10 Latino pilots last year. Uh-huh. Well, the last year was 10. Five. Forget Yeah, okay, five. But turn all cool. of them. <laughs> I was in the room here. There were followers behind me. I was just giving them Literally a pass. Literally was tearing up. <laughs> I was over here. Yeah, yes, but five. five, and there are none on the, on the TV. You see, and then, yeah. I'm not, and also, yes. man, it must be even harder, like, just say when, when, when there's a comedy show and there's only one woman. And then, like, m- most comedy shows, bro, if you're fucking good, good, I don't give a fuck if you go to any lineup right now. If you look it up, there's going to be one woman, yep. maybe two, mm-hmm. and that's it. So that makes, that makes it even, even harder, man, for, for, we- for women to be fighting each other. So you got moving in silence, too? You know what? I think there's more support. There's in a the, lot more support yeah. in the female community. Yeah. It's, What's it's, up? pretty cool actually like because for the most part people have realized that we're not doing each other any favors by pushing each other apart and that the more consistently funny we are and the more consistent that we show up and that we're all there and everyone goes to your time and shows up and it's great it's undeniable and it's also there's a lot of women that are coming together to create channels to do stuff who cares what everybody else is doing and i kind of feel that same way about like all of the individual races like 
yes, there's only a certain amount of spots, but there's are those are you waiting for someone to give you a spot, spot right. or are you going to create momentum and become You've unignorable? You've got to create everything in this Yourself. business. You can't be waiting for somebody to give you something. You might get happy. somebody might hand you I something, know, but right. don't wait on it. You can't be fighting in fucking the village over a joke, man. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense. You know what you should do? Stop yelling about it. Go home and write five new jokes. I know. And write five jokes that are so personal you to you. Show nobody up can to steal a, them. Fighting with a comedian with a DVD in your head and hitting it with it. It's yeah. stupid. <laughs> it just does. It's a waste of time. It's a super big waste of time. But I don't know. For me, I think being. I mean, I wish that there was more women on bills, but I don't mind being the only woman on the bill sometimes because. It's cool. I'm funny as shit, and it works out. Yeah. And then I'm Latino, too, so I, I scoop up a lot of work because I'm like, they're like, mm-hmm. two for one. She's a Latino, and she's a lady. Get her in here. Get her in here. So it's yeah, you check a lot of boxes. It's been beneficial to me <laughs> since I've been in town. I haven't suffered as much as some other people have. Right now, the, the women we need to be sorry for a, is, is the white women. The white women are having a hard time getting gigs <laughs> getting right now. So You've got a good network of people like you and Marcella and like that group of yep. women that you guys have kind of formed in L.A. is... <laughs> Stronger, I think, than any group of women who've been there before because maybe the guys can operate as individuals and not need another guy there, like as a mentor or buddy or whatever, you know, your lone wolf out there. But a lot of women, you can't move like that, you know. And you mm-hmm. hear stories from Felicia from back in the 80s and that sort of thing and that whole scene and like people who are following her home and like. You got to have that one female comedian that tells you, man, they're hiring one com- female every week. Oh, you better call them. <laughs> you got to have that network of people. And, you know, Marcella, like, she's starting to help, you know, with she's women so with their much. submissions, like, yeah. things that you submit and, like, mistakes not to make. Like, she's doing it out yeah. of the goodness of her heart. Like, she wants these women to get better. She wants to do, like, a workshop, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, those are the sort of things that you guys need to be doing. And that's yeah. awesome to see it happening, you know. Just like our modern, I mean, there's a bunch of different boards on Facebook that, like, women are always interacting with and, like, asking each other questions, asking for support. And, like, oh, do you know how to write a treatment oh uh-huh. you've ever done how do i record voiceovers how do i do this so there's always yeah, all be- this constant sharing, i belong I to a super cool i belong to loco which is the ladies of comedy association but <laughs> it's um it's all like it's all behind the scenes women yep no talent oh, are allowed cool. in the group so it's all agents managers bookers publicists all those sorts of things so they're really helpful <clears throat> and we pass comics names around here and there yeah you should so, cool <laughs> No, you gotta ask your friends, man. You gotta always like lean on your friends. Marcella has been huge help to me since I've got here. Honestly, she has really Any comments? made it better. Uh, no, it, it's not. It's not. There's no chat. It's disabled. Ah, uh, that shit is whack. That's what everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Technical difficulties. Listen, sometimes. What's up, boo? What's up, bro? Here looking like taxi driver dog. <laughs> trying to piece it. <laughs> You look yeah, just man. Fun. I think that's always been a problem with Latino comedians, you know. Because I remember when I, f- when I first started com- comedy, I would speak to like um, older comedy that were doing it forever, like Vic mm-hmm. Dun- Dunlap, Larry Omaha, and they would tell me that no, bro. They only gave like he would tell me that well, that it was first Desi Arnaz, of course. Yeah. Then many many years came back, and then they had Chico and the Man, and then another twenty years came back, and then they had um. Paul Rodriguez, mm-hmm. yeah, aka Pablo. Then another twenty years came along, and they had George Lopez. Mm-hmm. Then another twenty, Cristela. Yeah. Then another ten. After, two years after that, got canceled. They canceled five pilots. <laughs> so we have made progress, bro. And okay, plus, man. there's more television now. Yes. And, and you know what? You don't need a network to have your own nope. show. No. You have a camera. 
You can put it on YouTube, be consistent, build an audience. Yep. And exactly. don't forget a lot of these things that are on, you know, as web series or like look at Issa Rae's show, uh, Insecure on HBO. That started as a web series. It started as a blog before that. And it blew into this show. And now she's creating things and she's building other shows and movies and things for other actors and writers. So it can happen as long as it's good. You want to say something, Hulk? Oh, <laughs> it's a process. You got to like turn on the camera and do it. Like uh, uh, me and Nick, we did a web series and we had to just like do it. We didn't write it out or anything. We're just like, we get, get first episode down and then we get the rest done. And we got like 12 episodes out of it. You, you, have you done any acting? You know what? I haven't. I haven't done a lot of acting. I'm a little intimidated, but I'm not going to lie. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's intimidating. I don't know why. It's something I need to get over, which is weird because like I'm not intimidated or scared on stage at all with like a billion faces looking at me, but then one camera by myself is intimidating. So it's something I'm trying to like work myself into. (laughs) I'm an acting coach. Deborah Lemon. Mm. Lemon Studios. Right there on Silver Lake. I've been going there for a year. (laughs) <laughs> Even going there longer, but consistently for about a year. And do you feel like it? Like it was like before you started seeing her. Like, were you comfortable like acting, or did you feel like I fucking suck? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just become hyper aware. I feel like I become hyper aware of everything my face is doing as soon as a camera's pointing oh. on me, and then I start overcorrecting, and I'm like, "Why well, my face?" Oh, like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh. Well, once I get on the set, I'm good. Just the audition part is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Once he's there. Once I'm on the set, man, shit, I got the cameraman telling me where to stand privately. <laughs> they're my friends man they, yeah, want me, yeah, they, want yeah. look, they want me to make you look good plus they want their piece they shot to air yeah. mm. right they want to have like what they're creating yeah go in the right direction no I think it's just something I have to get more comfortable I need to like start wrapping my you head around you could look it. into like a, it's called an Alexander and Alexander is usually Alexander I think for more Berg. stage stage actors but in Alexander, Alexander technique is like to look at your body and to be aware of where your body is positioned, where how your face is positioned mm-hmm. as you're performing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't have that yeah, off the rails I, sort I of. Immediately, <laughs> like, as soon as I see, like, like what I, am I doing with my eye there? Yeah, like, like, you know I can I mean? barely talk into like my stories, but then I realize I'm like, oh, I'm staring at myself. I'm not looking at the camera, right, right. and then I start talking. I'm like, I'm like a two year old child. Yeah, stuff like that. Like I think it's an Alexander who could help with something like yeah, that. Like I'm knowing like, where your body is, uh, how it's positioned, and how you're standing. Just being aware of all that. But like, I mean, I act and wild well out. You know what I mean? Like we all, we're all comics. It's like, of course. If I'm like in like something with somebody, I can like improvise and like figure some stuff out, and I can remember stuff. It's just a matter of like, how do I? I did acting in like high school else. and college. That helped. Acting in high school and college, just you simple were techniques. Or what? Yeah, I was in Greece. <laughs> Why were you in Greece? Did you play Rizzo? Rizzo. No, yeah. now he lives with Rizzo. <laughs> I played the nerdy guy. <laughs> That's all. The nerdy guy. Who's that? Don't remember. Just like a side character. The guy that was yeah. jogging was John Travolta. Uh, Lorenzo Lamas in a, in a trash can. That guy. Oh, okay. Up. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Sounds more like grasa. <laughs> grasa. <laughs> no, What's up, fool? So, man, we had a great week at the Irvine Improv. All three of us performed. Yeah, we did. It was fucking fun, dude. Six shows. That was dope. Even almost so seven. Fun. The other one was like George like Perez, Tony Rob, Martin Moreno, Hooter Moreno. Martin Rizzo. That's it, huh? Lydia Popovich, Johnny Rocket, mm-hmm. and myself. You said George? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of drug fools, huh? Some of the shows. Dude, they ran out of beers. They ran out of that beer on Saturday. Yeah. That, that happened yeah. on Sunday, yeah. Sunday they were out when they started the shift. Yeah. 
they hadn't replaced it. They were out of Blue Moon. They were out of Corona. They were out of Modelo. They were that out of Saturday Night Late Crowd mm-hmm. was shit <laughs> Shit, yeah. But in a good way, though. Like, I, I'm, th- I'm not mad if people are drunk and having a good time and they're not, like, wiling out. You know what I mean? I didn't know they ran out of beer. How'd yeah. that work? They, they didn't ran, run out of beer completely. They ran out of the good beers. Yeah, yeah. People are they had Bud and Bud Light and yeah. stuff, and you know all that. So it turned into Laugh Factory. Yeah, Laugh Factory served Bud and Bud Light for years, man. Oh, That's man. it. Oh, so sad. That's Amstel Light. This is Amstel Light. It's not really good, but I was that telling. Too. I was saying I haven't. <laughs> I, 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 I was I, saying I, I haven't had this. I was watching college. that. Wait a minute. It's I think I drank nine of those and got loaded one time. <laughs> you have to have like Newcastle is the one I got fucked up on. Ugh. Oh. Newcastle's the brown gross. ale. That yeah. I remember I loved that beer mm. when I was in high school. Hello, that Bolt was red. my favorite. Yeah, yeah, little red or the little blue star yeah. on it. Yeah. No, that was my favorite actually. For my high school graduation, I got a keg of that beer and bought it and put it in my backyard and like hit it. I don't even actually. I don't even think I hit. It. I think I convinced my mom that it was going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like where I just was like, I'm just. It's going to be fine. Like no one's going to drive. I could have told my mom back then that we could have beer because yeah. she really thought that they still had the three the three two law or whatever. It was like you get near beer. Remember near beer? Uh huh. In the back in the day before I was a kid. Oh, duels. My mom's generation. You could get like three percent or five, up to five percent oh. or something like that alcohol without being without being yeah. twenty one. Like, so if you were eighteen, well, I think. And my mom thought that she was like, "Well, can't you just get near beer?" And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> You're like, "Yeah, it's near beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was near, I was near the bar." <laughs> she really thought I could, and she didn't care if I drank. I just didn't really want to at that time. But what's up, fool, man? So six sold out shows. We had, we had the rabbits in the hotel room. They were pissed off the whole week. Man. They were mad. One of them tried to take a shower. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what a toilet, dog. He fell in the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. It had only a little water, but it was That's a square. Jumped he a jumped thinking he could get <laughs> on there. The same one? Yeah. Get into yeah. the shower? Yeah. Oh man, he's risky. I like I like this bunny. I like, I like, this bunny's got moxie. I but like I came in the I came into the bathroom and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Is that the rescue one?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're uh, both I rescues, but this is the, the new newest, one. Yeah. No yeah. fierce. Do I get a third oh, one? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? <laughs> Honestly, I'm this a idea, bunny mom. like picturing a bunny trapped in a toilet. Like that's gonna stick with me for a minute. That's a very, very funny visual. It was, it was right? so he, he, funny. He gives you a little nail scratching. Yeah, oh yeah, he <laughs> was sliding. He couldn't get out. He was just like, ah. And then I got him out and wrapped him in a towel. Of course, he didn't like that either. I'm trying to dry off his feet. Yeah. They don't like being wet. Like they'll have a heart attack if they oh get my wet. Gosh. Some of them, yeah. But he wasn't. I'm learning that so was much. Those slippers who got wet, she would have had a heart attack. She was, the, the rabbit only had, had wet Uggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I, I learned that rabbits can't throw up, I didn't know that either. Mm. That was a fascinating fact that I learned this weekend about rabbits. No idea. There'll be a test next week. What's up, fool, right now, man? A lot, a lot of drama went down this weekend, huh, bro? Yeah, man. It was insane. <laughs> did you get a text or you got ready? How, how, how did you find out? I found out through Mar- Facebook Messenger. Then I called him. Then yeah, I called Martin him. saw yeah. it on Facebook, too. I Martin think around the it. same time. Yeah. Yeah. How, all, how all big news is disseminated yeah. these days, exactly. right? Exactly. didn't get on Facebook. It didn't happen. And it said what? <laughs> what was it? A post uh, uh, from? It was a post from Nick, Nick Guerra. Yeah? And it was like, Willie Barcena just punched me. What? Yeah. Willie Barcena? Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. It was my, it was my <laughs> face, bro. 
<laughs> you know, once I let it go, it just goes, dog. A mind of its own. <laughs> oh, man, but he's been Crazy. known for that. Well, right? like that's, I, I don't. Okay, know that's what like that. Nick posted. We don't. We don't know the details. No. We weren't there. It's alleged. Allegedly, at this point, allegedly. but he did file a police Unless report. Someone, where, where they happen at a restaurant, at the club, or uh, were they performing together? Is that a restaurant? <sighs> is that a restaurant? The the inn, the Red Wolf Inn, I think. No, but it's a, it's in El Paso. Village. Yeah, all the village shit. Oh my god, that place. That place has been new though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only village in, in, in. Yeah, it has good ass menudo, bro. And let me tell you, man, I, I never eat in there, but Willie will brag about it. Willie Barcena, he'll yeah. say, nah, bro. Right there, bro, they don't fuck <laughs> around, bro. They give you fucking um, menudo with pozole with toast. Uh, oh, Texas like, toast? Yeah. Oh, fuck that Texas toast. <laughs> See, that <laughs> I, I don't eat. I, don't, I, I eat menudo with tortillas, or I don't eat tortillas at all. But mm-hmm. some food like toast, bro. Fuck that shit. Nah, I do. So what happened, bro? Is the old ride? Did the police show up? Did they stop the fight? Uh, police showed up super late. They didn't stop the fight. What happened was it was just one punch, right? Was, or was did he do more? It was two and a neck hold mm. and a choke hold, kind of. Because what happened was like he he was accused of stealing a joke. Nick was accused of stealing a joke, and Again. he didn't accept it. Yeah, he was just like, no, I didn't. And then he didn't accept the DVD. And then they're both... No, no, what, 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 what DVD? What DVD? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this happened a few months ago. <laughs> this happened a Look few months ago. Okay, okay, okay. Watch it. He should have rented the DVD player. He should have had it like fucking... Like, like, Hold on, like, We were just like, talking about from Blockbuster. Hold on. Who here has Amazon? Yeah. Somebody get their car. Someone's got a DVD Somebody player. Somebody subscribe car. to Netflix right now as I speak. Wait, so he had a DVD that he wanted him to watch to yeah, see the you, joke? Yeah, because I guess he doesn't know how to use video editors or something to like put side-by-side videos. So it's just like... Look at 19 for- and 53 seconds. You do the homework and get back to me. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come find you in a random town... And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and this was at the Ice House. Well, that was a while ago, huh? Yeah. At a, like a random show. He wasn't even booked on the show. He saw Nick was booked on the show. And, and he showed up. And I guess. And he asked the dude for a spot, and he got a spot. But he was like, hey, here's my DVD. Show it. Show it. Look at it. And um, and Nick was like, no, nah, well, I didn't do it. You know, I didn't steal. And then, they play the, were they playing a DVD or just show him the DVD? No, it was just Had handing it. him. It was handing him just the DVD. Just reference material. Yeah, <laughs> just like him exhibit, to go home exhibit and watch it. They had a post-it yeah. on it. Yeah, literally. post-it with time codes, literally. <laughs> hey, just, what happened, though? So, like, he didn't he didn't it's accept, a, he he didn't didn't accept, accept the, the accusation. The he didn't, it was just like, nah, get away from me, and he walked away. So, months later... Uh, they meet at the Village Inn. And in El Paso. You mean El Paso. this weekend? This weekend. This they didn't weekend. meet. He showed up. He shows up at the Willie Village Inn. With reference material. Yeah, Willie shows up. No, no, no. no this is, the reference material was last time. He says, <laughs> today's the test. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He had a script. <laughs> this time he brought the audience that was there. This time he brought the audience that was there at the show, right? He brought that one witness from the show. Uh, he, he brought his feature. What was Willie at that he showed up here? Well, then he, uh, was he near? Was he doing was a he show? Performing in there? Yeah, was he doing a show in El Paso too. Well, he was doing a run, and I think uh, Corpus Christi, and then he passed through to go to Vegas. I don't that's know, not man. an easy pass through. That's not an easy pass through, bro. Exactly. From what? Yeah, these, intentional. That's, a, that's good menudo. That's yeah. some good menudo. <laughs> I'm telling you that number. No, that, that menudo is good enough, bro, to make a a seventy mile fucking detour, bro. Detour, yeah. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> uh, so when he gets there, uh, Willie walks up to the guy featuring for Nick 
and doesn't pay any mind to Nick and just says, "Hey, you're What's good the name? comic." I don't remember the guy's name. I just know. Hey, bro, you're big, dog. Hold on. Yeah, I just <laughs> heard a lot about you. You're a good comic. I really like you. And you would like integrity. Something I don't have. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> and like, it, like he intentionally doesn't like pay any attention, to Nick. So Nick knows Willie's opener, and he does that same thing. He just walks up to him. Hey, you're a good comic. Blah blah. But was, was he, so he, was went he up mocking? To, yeah, he yeah, was mocking. He was mocking. He was mocking. <laughs> okay, so he, he, well, he can't be four foot eleven, bro, mocking the guy. That, that, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, man, you can't That's be. That's an interesting detail. I see didn't that? Know I didn't know about that detail, man. You can't like you can't be mocking me, bro, either, bro. Yeah. If I'm yeah. trying to be cool. Uh but yeah. like it was one of those things like he did like he didn't pay he attention didn't to him, so he was like, fine, you're not gonna pay attention to me. I'm make you pay attention to me. And then like he got over him, like he went back to sit down at his booth. And then Willie went over and was just like, "You are you mocking me? And then Nick was like, yeah, I am mocking you. And then that's when he got hit twice. And I'm All right. <laughs> then they should have just not even mocked him. Uh, I wouldn't have, anybody, I wouldn't have anybody, provoked anybody, the bear. No, no, the knowing that bear. Like, the guy is violent, you shouldn't have provoked yeah. him, man. There have been stories. There was, yeah, there's a sign. That's come, I don't mess with them. Yeah. Like, anytime, like, people always, like... Like uh, comics that I knew that were, I hang around with him, I was like, nah. I'm not saying <coughs> he was in the right at all, but right. but no, you know, no, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't the, provoke the bear. Those are the kind of words you bear. say if you've yeah. been at least ten fights at that height. Yeah, right. Or right. You, you're scrapping. You're looking forward to like if you if you're, you're fighting people uh, ready for anything. Yeah, man, you just you just can't be a badass with a suit, bro, and, and uh, provoke somebody like that. But still. Especially with Willie Barcena, who's mm-hmm. with, so Willie hit him. Yeah, Willie hit him twice, and he tried to like choke him. Damn! And then the manager pulled him off, and like the features pulled him off, and then he took off. Like they just took off. Allegedly, 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 this happened. But with witnesses. Uh, but with witnesses, and then allegedly, uh, uh, the, 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 those fools took off like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Had Brad Pitt out there just stoking up the wheel, ready. <laughs> wow, you know what, man? I feel bad more for the guy that opened it for Willie, bro. Yeah, he's got to be shell shocked. That fool's paying dues, bro. He's yeah, all scared, like Randy yeah. Quaid. Already, already. He's probably all like, scared, like Randy Quaid and Kingpin in his bedroom, like this, oh in the hotel room, <laughs> sharing the same room with Willie, <laughs> and he has to re- reignite the whole fight with him. Just in his head. Yo, he's got to give props. Yeah, you right. got down. Yeah, yeah. You, you got job. down, yeah, yeah, man. Sure. Hey, bro. Yeah, he was wrong. He's got to give props that way. I'm going to give you props, bro, for holding me back props. <laughs> yep. You got a good grip. Wow. Saving face. I wasn't even thinking Saving that happened that way. Not. I just made it up that there was a little mocking there. Well, I thought like it would have been like an in, in, indirect mocking. Yeah. But like since when I found it, it was direct, I was like, oh, that's dope. Oh. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, you got to give that's, him props for standing up. But at the same yeah. time, it's not something I would do in that. Yeah, man. It's a smart I'd, I'd walk away. Yeah. Kudos for having from. balls. But you know what, man? You, you, balls you, sometimes you, get you knocked But you know what? You, yeah. you took the punch like a soldier. Yeah. It was one yeah. of those. You know it's going to. Because. The first one's always the hardest. It's either right. that or he shows up everywhere and just punks you every time. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. No, you're right. And you're just like, ah, this is going to hurt. Yeah. And then it hurts. Yeah. I go, but damn. <laughs> if anybody want to see Willie Barcena, he's at the LA Comedy Club in Las Vegas. <laughs> All at, week. All week. <laughs> so go check him out. Check him out. Check anybody out that in- DVD. I hear it. It's fire. Chokes on Punch one. A lot of punch Don't, r- don't tell them to your friends, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do not repeat those jokes. Unless you want a hand delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another copy. Here's another copy. It, it, it's funny when like uh, other other comedians that were that were um, 
the people that were comic team were like they were not comedians, huh? That's the thing, though. There are some comedians on there, of course, yeah. but there are a lot of fans. And when fans see that stuff, they don't know what's going the context, on. Context, yeah. Remember I when know. you and Jeff, got, you and the devil got, you know, into what the fuck, dog? Say my fucking name, dog. Remember when the you, devil, and the, yeah. you and the devil when you punked him after last comic standing and kicked him off the stage and grabbed the mic and all that stuff. That whole thing happened in front of fans yeah. who were in the middle of watching a comedy show and he walks in and comes on the stage and whatever. Upsets it all. We all and the comics all were like, Woo! <laughs> like I, you know, what? You know, the, the fans were just like, what's going on? Like they had no clue. Yeah, they were so, They felt like, yeah. let's get back to the comedy oh, show. Who are these people fighting? Why are they fighting? Like, what's yeah. going Martin on? Rizzo scared Peter Martin Rizzo was scared. <laughs> Martin Rizzo just nervous. <laughs> but, you know, no, the fans, uh, when you do that, when you have fans who are just people who saw you on TV, they don't know what's going on and they don't want to be part of it and they don't want to see it mm-hmm. either. You know, like. Yeah, me and Rizzo talked about that for weeks. Yeah. We were just like, did you see? Remember when he jumped on the stool? I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Who jumped on the stool? Uh, didn't you? He remember. jumped on the stool? I think so. Something. No, was he like, got on the stage. He took the mic. Uh, at the sunset room? Yeah, and then they kicked Jeff. Jeff was like talking shit and then he left. Yeah. And then they kicked him out and didn't let him back in. Oh, man. I, rem- I remember him just go beat up his wife. I <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm going to cut that out of the audio. <laughs> <laughs> what time are we at? So What's up, fool? You have shows coming up, man? Here in, uh, in yeah, town? next next uh, next month I'm going to be at the, at the Sandman. No, no, Pachanga. I'm going to be in Pachanga. 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 And then <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, at the end of the month, at the last week, I'm going to be at, uh, the, I think, Hard Rock Cafe. You know, uh, Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas. And with, I think uh, you're going to be with... Him at uh, El Paso and San Antonio, probably right. What's up, fool? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'll be at the um, airport in <laughs> a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to Miami tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember you guys were saying that tonight. What's your um, Instagram again? Hater Tuesday. Why is it Hater Tuesday? I always wondered. So you to remember the, the the short and the long of it is this. Uh, I used to be a very negative person. I'm still pretty negative, but it used to be a little bit out of control. And my friends told me that they didn't think that I could make a New Year's resolution to not say negative shit, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I can. What are you talking about? I lasted about two months and (laughs) was just ready to explode. So what I started doing as a joke is I was like, man, just give me, like, one day a week. I just need, like, like even people who are on diets have a cheat day. Like, I need a cheat day. Tuesday is going to be my cheat day. Hilarious. So what I would do is the whole week when we were hanging out, like, you know, when you talk shit to your friends, you say stuff. They just said I made too much fun of them. Like, Uh they couldn't take it. So I would just start taking notes of all of the little petty shit that happened that I would have said in real life, and I took notes about it. You saved and it and did a roast every it. Tuesday. Well, I, yeah, I sent them emails, and I was like, last Thursday, we were at dinner, you said this, blah, 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 comment. So I basically would just send them the notes of like all of my hating notes, and it became Hater Tuesday, and it ended up turning into a live journal, and then that live journal turned into a blog, and then I had a, a website. That's actually what kicked off comedy is. It was just me cool. hating on my friends and then hating on all of the things that I saw around me, and then I just stuck with it because I like it or Tuesday, but I don't update the website anymore because now I do stand up and it's just too much work. So that's, that's where it comes cool from. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool podcast? <laughs> Why do we always get that from you? What? That. Get what? No, silence and a raised eyebrow. <clears throat> He's thinking. I was thinking. <laughs> 
was thinking about that. I was thinking why 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 are Johnny Rockets showed up with wearing all of Rizzo's clothes this weekend? Because <laughs> I don't got nothing that fits me anymore. <laughs> did, He's losing weight. Did you show him when you were wearing his jacket? Yeah, I did. yeah, yeah. Dude, was that Martin's jacket? Or yeah, Martin's jacket? <laughs> it was Martin's jacket. Fun, bro, Alfred Robles. <laughs> I saw Alfred Robles a little clip. He did your podcast yesterday, right? Yeah, he did. That was two faced, bro. Uh, when he when he posted on Instagram, you know, when, when he was gay, bro, uh-huh. he looked like all right. But damn, bro, that podcast, bro, he like he's back at three hundred pounds, bro. Dude. That neck, dog, he looked like Dick Buckets, bro. <laughs> that neck was a fucking guest spot, bro. <laughs> That next sells merch, bro. Oh, on the man. side. <laughs> that fool look like a salamander, bro. Oh my like god. A mole. Salamander. <laughs> like a mole. Like something a mole that comes out of the ground, bro. Dude. Like a hairless. Jabba the Hutt sort of no neck thing. Man, like he's I didn't see huge, him. bro. He look like a little baby brown deodorant, bro. He lost some weight a few years ago and gave me some clothes. He's asking from the back now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He want the forty twos back, dog. <laughs> you always got a stash up here in the back of the closet. Kind of know. He's happy, bro. He's the last comic standing on the Gabriel Iglesias tour. Oh man, Martin is gone. Um, he 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 always left. G Riley, we, we don't know, but he's gone. Yeah, Haven't even seen him on Instagram. He's he's busy. He's he's, uh, he's living the OC now. I never get to see him. Who? Uh, Alfred? Alfred. Alfred moved out of uh, his, his East mom's LA? house, East LA. And OC, OC, huh? OC now. Should stay over there. Yeah. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> over there, talking shit about the burrito, how they ain't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, back back home in East LA. <laughs> My mom used to make it. They're using white rice for burritos out there. Hey, sometimes you he, he lives with somebody now oh. or what? No, no, it's just him and his cat. It's cat. Who took care of the cat when he's gone? He's always gone. Dude, cats take care of themselves. No, 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 not for five days. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. They're not magic. I mean, they are, but they're, you know, they can't, like, open up bags of food I'd, at the little I'd paws. say two to three days if with a, a self-feeder, self-water. Yeah. yeah, but they need the attention, though, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think he just got it for the Instagram post. <laughs> He has a manx. He has cat. a manx, I think, like a real furry, like a pretty cat. Just if you have a fancy cat, then that cat definitely has attention yeah. issues. Yeah, for sure needs help. Needs someone to hang out. I thought Martin was hiding a real cool under his chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's his grandpa. Martin's beard. beard out of there, man. It's just you gotta have a gray was, beard when you're grandpa. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> Martin's face always looked like he, he, whatever you're saying, he don't believe you, huh? Like. <laughs> <laughs> We got him trying to catch his glasses. What's up with the fucking sound guy, bro? At the Urban Improv, bro. Yeah. I don't like the sound guy too professional, bro. Like, especially like, bro, we're not, we're not the fucking Taj Mahal. <laughs> President Donald Trump is not speaking. I'm out here speaking, throwing out saliva like a Gallagher show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't need you to write down notes or to show up with a fucking twenty dollar, twenty five dollar moleskin, writing down everybody's names. <laughs> Like, who's going to look at this fucking Moleskine later on? Oh, look. He wrote down fucking uh, Johnny Roque's name. It's a sound journal, man. Maybe, you know. Fuck a sound yeah. journal. <laughs> there was a lot of notes and a lot of questions. I've never interacted that much with the sound guy before. For I appreciated real. his attention no. to detail, but it was a lot of interaction. For real. Much more. I've been lucky to have a guy just be like, the light's at two. 
you know, like <laughs> this will go up a lot on, of questions. Go up on stage and adjust the mic with the audience there, but you couldn't do that when there's no one there. Yeah. I know. No, when you it's got the there. Like, no, nobody needs to see your ass. That's, you can tell that, like he's right. Sounds right here. No, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely like this sound there, bro. Nobody yeah, sees him. He didn't say shit to us. He was just like, all right, whatever. Do you want to do you want to chat or not? Make up your mind. <laughs> but this will make it a whole more like. A, he makes it a whole uh, fucking, uh, like a whole. Um, it's a production. Uh, yeah. It's a production. Like he's part of the yes. entertainment, he, too. Yes. He takes away the fun. He comes in. Are all you ready? Together. Are you he ready? Johnny Rocky. <laughs> he had a very I take it. A rock voice. That I was could not that take part it. was uh, much for me. Yeah. He looked like Dean Del Rey. If Dean Del Rey didn't do comedy, bro. <laughs> he was Dean Del Rey's <laughs> like brother. Twenty years ago, Dean Del Rey. He yeah. was. He was not a Hellraiser though. Or Del Razor. No. <laughs> he was a Del Razor. <laughs> he had a mustachio, didn't he? No, that was the waiter. That was, that uh, I think they both. He they? had a mustache, a little one. It wasn't as big. It wasn't as elaborate yeah. the as the waiter. The waiter had a beard, too. Yeah. He had a mustache beard thing. This guy had face tattoos. A couple yeah. face tattoos. He did have a mustache. I'm like visualizing and his a little, face. He had a little, I think he had a little mustachio. A little wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. He came in like he was a sheriff. Like you know what, sound town. You know I don't, don't like either too and the sound guy is other photographer and he's showing you all the photos he took there at that concert. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or show you all oh my god. I mean a sound guy, dude, I don't know what show we were, but we, he was like standing next to me when I was going check check and um he had a keychain with every fucking backstage pass he ever worked. And wow. he had to show me. Of course. <laughs> of course. Chicago. <laughs> Night train. Boy, these bands <laughs> Renegade. Suck. Bon Jovi. Iron Maiden, bro. Uh, okay. Partly partly suck. <laughs> Half of oats. <laughs> that was good. That was good. What's up, fool podcast? All right, everybody. Um um, we're gonna go now, and uh, we're gonna thank our our our, our guest Lydia Popovich, our co-host with no most, <laughs> without the most, without the most Johnny Rocky right here, Yay, Johnny. Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> he's a reclaimed version, yeah, Virgin, right? right? He's, he's put down that he's whole life. I've known the size one. six. Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> we're here drunk. Can't drive us back to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> It's light What's beer. so full? Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Felipe. Thank you. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.